Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hey everyone, my name is Danilo Petrovic. I'm Ilya Marchenko. I'm Dennis Kudla. I'm Evgeny Donsko. I'm Henry Laksana. I'm Peter Turepko. And, and you're, you're listening, listening to the Game to Love podcast. Hey, welcome back, tennis fans. Sorry we haven't been with you much over the past week for podcasts, but we are back to discuss something very important that we have been meaning to speak about, obviously, all of the events going on over in Ukraine at the moment, and uh, our best wishes and thoughts go out to all of the people of Ukraine. And uh, there's been Djokovic coming out and actually showing his support this week, so we thought it was... A good time to really just get back on the on the horse, so to speak, and do another podcast. I know that it's been difficult, but uh, how are you feeling, JG? It's been one of those weeks, uh, I feel. It's not been an easy one for us. Well, I mean, there's not really been any good news. Um, not many things to sing positive praise about at all. Uh, it's oh. been a bit of a downer. Uh, sorry, guys, for not bringing you any podcasts. This one was planned like sort of last week ago. Of course, it wasn't regarding Djokovic sharing his support. It was just going to be us sharing our support for Ukraine, talking about some of the, the, the actions which could be happening with Russian players and just sort of give a summary of all of the different events going on at the moment. As we know, we did do bracket uh, previews last weekend and there's two WTA tournaments going on. We've got one in Mexico um, and the other one in... Leon. Leon. So we've got the Leon one and the Monterey one. The Monterey final is happening right now. So I can give you an update on that. I know people were wondering if we was going to be covering it. Unfortunately, uh, it wasn't possible today. But Leila Fernandez is down the first sets. Uh, Osorio Serrano took it in a tie break, 7-5. So it looks like a really good match, that one. Um, hopefully it goes to three and Leila can win it because I do have her to win the whole thing in my bracket. Yeah, you do. It was a good bracket for you, that one. I think you had Osorio Serrano going quite far as well. So, Semis, well, yeah. I had her beating Svitolina, which isn't bad. 
Yeah, well done to you, mate. I, mean, I think you smashed it this week, uh, as have the Ukrainian players, I'd say. I think I was super shocked to see how well they played under the sort of pressure and, well, playing under the emotions, really. Obviously, we saw Yastremska, which she was playing, well, she got all the way to the final. Unfortunately, she got defeated in the final today yeah. by uh, Zhang. She uh, beat her in three sets. But I think Yastremska can walk away with her head held high this week. She really impressed me, especially the, I think it was that first match, was it against Bogdan, where she yeah. came through in three sets and it was a real hard-fought battle. But saw the, uh, I think you were t- uh, messaging me. Right. Yeah, well, the reason you... I was messaging you because it was one of my BTO selections and we'll be talking about oh, yeah. BTO <laughs> at the end of this uh, podcast and giving you more information about that. But on the Ukrainian tennis, ultimately tennis is second nature right now. It's not the most yeah. important thing. Yastremska was playing, but ultimately she's doing it for the flag, doing it for the country. And there's bigger things than tennis right now. But if you can use tennis as a platform for your voice, then that's always a good thing. And I don't know if you want to start, Ben, with the Svitolina. I think it's number three. Yeah. Uh, we'll go there, then we'll move backwards because I think that's quite a good one. And she was saying, Svitolina, after defeating Potapova, I was on a mission for my country. Uh, she added that all of the prize money she earns in Monterey is going to the Ukrainian army. Uh, she's a paragon of courage, writes uh, P.T. Budo. don't know who that is. And at a time when actions speak far louder than words. And it's a really nice gesture from her. Unfortunately, she wasn't able to win the whole thing. She did get knocked out in the, I think, maybe quarters uh, yeah. to Osario Serrano. But regardless, it is a great gesture. And I was willing to every single step of the way for Ukraine, uh, for the country. And just, yeah, it's, it's great that she's using her platform to speak out positively. And she did play some good tennis because under this, these emotions, to be able to compete and play and win matches, it must be so hard because I can't imagine their minds even on the match. No, that's the one thing that I was thinking because obviously she had the the match was sort of she pulled out, didn't she, at the at the start because she was playing Potapova for obviously of Russia. She didn't want to play her. Then it was rearranged, and then she was playing her. But then you saw how much she really wanted to win that match. Ukraine versus Russia, obviously, so important to her, and she absolutely destroyed Potapova. I mean, it was six two six one. It was a yeah. absolute demolition job and i think that was the the key match i think anything after that was a bonus but if as long as she got that one in that was the that was the main one for spitalina just to show she was doing sort of her bit on the court and she wasn't just gonna pull out the tournament i think that was that was a good sign for me that showed that she wasn't going to allow the emotions to allow her to just to pull out of a tournament. She was going to go and do it on the court. And well, the really... reason she was talking about pulling out was because she was hoping the WTA would make a statement mm. and sort of retract all the, the events being held in Russia. Uh, I'm not sure if they ever did do that. So someone can maybe correct me in the live chat. I don't think they have really made anything too thorough, the WTA, especially not any any big stances that they're going to be pulling out of events in Russia, but I may be wrong. I know a lot of th- people have now, like companies, I see earlier today, Apple, Microsoft, all of these bigger, big companies pulling out of uh, Russia completely. And uh, so, so I'm not just... sure what the stance is with this, with the WTA well, and uh, sort of tennis events. Uh, I've just had a little type in just to have a little look, and it says the international governing bodies of tennis stand united in our condemnation of Russia's actions and as a result are in agreement 
with the following decisions and actions. The WTA and ATP boards have made the decision to suspend the WTA and ATP combined event scheduled in this October in Moscow. So that one is one which is suspended. Okay. Uh, yeah, you've got Jeannie saying that they've cancelled Moscow and St. Petersburg. So that's probably most likely why she opted to play in the end. I think everyone's doing it. There's one company who haven't done it, though, and that's McDonald's. I find that a bit strange, mm. considering everyone else is doing it. McDonald's is standing strong. They've still got all of their stores open in Moscow. Um, yeah, just something, something for you guys to have a good think about. I don't know. I don't really want to say much more. So, so it sounds like a... It's big money, isn't it? It's a big corporation. Uh, money talks, as we know, in this sort of day and age. And we know that with all the Another stuff... Another one, Visa, gone... MasterCard, I see that today. They've suspended uh, Russian transactions uh, outside of Russia. I see Apple Pay, of course, they pulled out. So you, in the Metro, you had to pay with yep. cash to get through the, wow. in the, in the trains. It's pretty mad. Uh, or other means. But you've also, aside from sort of on the court, there's been a few Ukrainian players doing things sort of off the court and helping with the fight in Russia. Yes. And you've got Stokowski. If you go to number two, you can see there him saying, my guardian angel, this is just terrifying, mate. When yeah, I saw this really tweet, it's terrifying. You can see him with the body armour. He's got a grenade there, um, the Ukrainian flag attached to him. I mean, yeah, I mean what's it's... going on here? It's a tennis player who's having to defend his country. And everyone in Ukraine, if you are a Mao at the moment, I believe it's, I'm not sure the exact age range, is it 18 to over 18s? Until yeah, I think it's over 18s, to be honest. You're not yeah. allowed to leave. So if you are a guy of the age yeah. of over 18, I think there's a limit. I forget what the upper upper threshold is, but you are unable to leave the country. You, are, you have to stay there and fight for the country. And Stokowski is someone who you'd think would have avoided it because he's a tennis player who travels around different places, but he's sort of flown back to Ukraine in order to, to, to make a stand, um, which you've got to admire is, is, is bravery. is something oh, yeah. special because there's not a lot of people who would do that. If you're outside of Ukraine, he's flown back into it and he's proudly wearing his colours of his nation to protect and fight for, for what he believes in. And oh. yeah, it's up to 60 years old. Cheers for that, guys. And how 18 proud- to 60. Well, how crazy. And then, yeah, like you've got people like that. Bear in mind, these are people who don't have to. It's not like they're financially secure. They're not even in the country, a lot of these people. That's why I want to just pull this one in. Obviously, we've got these four guys as well. We've got the Klitschko brothers, obviously, world championship uh, caliber boxers. Both were world champions. We've got uh, Vasily Lomachenko, uh, world champion. And we've got the current... Uh, is it like heavyweight Who's world it? champion who, who beat Anthony Joshua, Joshua uh, yeah. recently? He's now out there. They've all got weapons. They've all, and I think I even heard, uh, was it the Klitschko saying, and I've already, I can confirm I've already killed a few people. And it's like, oh my word. It's yeah, just I like, know, just, I, I don't know if that's factually correct. I don't know if it's correct. It could be a case of him saying that just to try and... It's a bit Whatever scary, way you though. Play, it's terrible. You see the news every day, and it is—it's not a joke in terms of. It's no. It's joke. not just people talking about this and saying, "Oh, this could be." It's a serious war, and this could really. I don't want to. The problem is, I didn't want to really come on here and sort of scaremonger and sort of create more panic. That's what the media love to do. Yeah. But in the in the nicest way possible, this is a very serious scenario. And I'm not sure if it's going to end in a great way. In fact, it can't end in a good way because it's already created so no. many 
issues. It's already been a travesty. It can't. If it was to end today, it's been a travesty. Yeah, it definitely has been. I, I just feel like, and that's why I sort of started with the top of the show, just to sort of say it's been a tough week because I, I, I'm, be perfectly honest, I haven't really felt like myself this week due to a little bit due to this, and there just seems like this air of like the unexpected all the time like do don't everyone seems like they're a bit on edge and i feel like life feels a bit on edge at the moment whilst this is going on this freya saying here she's read 140,000 ukrainians ukrainians came back to defend their country what a brave nation so amazing inspirational yeah Uh, i've had like friends from who i used to work with and they've they're in they've been trying to help their they've gone back as well to try and help get like their their mother and people like that family members out of the country and stuff like they're obviously like women like going back into ukraine to try and help their mothers and stuff leave the country it's so so sad and i'm 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 just very grateful i saw like an update from the for them to say that they did manage to get i believe into a Poland, I believe. Yeah. I think this is one of the one of the main places where yeah. a lot of refugees are. The majority are in Poland, yeah. Yeah, it's just it's just so sad, and I just pray that this comes to an end soon. I just pray that it does. I don't know what else you can really yeah, it say. It seems about. like it's just ruthless, though, in terms of they're not targeting military places of interest. They're targeting civilians. They're ta- targeting the livelihood of Ukrainians. They're targeting the infrastructure which has built that country. Yeah. It's, it's, um, it's inexcusable. You couldn't, it's unforgivable. Um, there's no way Putin can come out of this with any kind of positive reflection. No one can defend him. And I just hope, I'm hoping that people can... I don't know if the Western countries can get involved and just try and find a way to end this war ASAP. It's already created so much damage. Um, Some people who have shared some support, we've got Novak Djokovic here. This is the title of the video, of course. And he, I thought this is a really nice touch from him. Yeah. Uh, Stokowski sort of sharing the screenshots. We've seen a few stories about this the last week. And the story was on the basis that Djokovic was the only player who reached out to Stokowski. Nadal silent, Federer silent. But Djokovic was very vocal in his support. Since then, we've now seen the screenshots from the conversation which Stokowski has posted on his Instagram. And it's, it reads this. So Djokovic is speaking to Stokowski here. He's the one in white saying, Steko, how are you, man? Are you on the field? Thinking of you. Hoping it all calms down soon. Please let me know what would be the best address to send help, financial help, any other help as well. Um, when he's talking about any other help, I'm not assuming, I don't, I don't suppose he's trying to, head to ukraine himself um hmm. i don't think he's implying that i know someone was saying it but i don't think that's the case but he's just being there as a support and as the world number two now i was going to say world number one but he is the world number two but being of a guy with that stru- uh, stature as one of the greatest yeah. tennis players ever i think it does go a long way i think it does i think this is what just... we need in this sport uh, and obviously he's from uh, a similar part of the world as well. He's He's been in a country that has had problems as well. So he yeah. knows what it's like There's to be... There's an understanding from, of war, isn't there? Mo- most definitely. Uh, I think that this 
this goes to show that the side of Djokovic that a lot of the his very very true fans that they, they try to get across to all of the other people that try and point out his negatives because underneath everything there is the heart is there and I think you always do see it from Djokovic even though you get the outbursts and you get the the odd like uh I don't know there's there's certain things about his persona that some people don't like there's a lot to like as well and he does have a very caring side I think and he does show that on numerous occasions uh whereas we don't get to see this side uh obviously it's not that you can't expect everyone to reach out and this type of thing but the fact that he does speaks volumes i think of this uh of his character and what do you make about the fact that publicly nadal and federer haven't said too much I don't know. It's just like publicly, not many people have said too much. I mean, publicly, a lot of people are probably very scared to say anything. And that's the thing that I sort of alluded to previously. I think we when we went on to Quality Shots uh, podcast recently, uh, I was saying the same. I feel sorry for the, the very high-ranked Russian players or anybody who's very in the spotlight. Because yeah, now they say that, but they they have all spoken out. They have, yeah, I'm, I'm, Medvedev, I'm very Rumbled. impressed. I'm They've all done that, and that I'm shows impressed. a lot of bravery. I think, as a big Rafa fan, you've got to be honest. I am a, a tad disappointed. He's not said something. I think, I think it would be nice of him to say it, considering that in tennis there is a lot of Ukrainian players who are very good on the tour. We know one of his really good friend of the podcast, Martinko. Yeah, and in the women's, there's a lot of great ones coming through. You've got Marta Kostyuk as well. Yeah. Uh, of course, Yastremska, who we've covered, Svitolina. I would love for more players to say more. But ultimately, is that really going to change too much? Probably not. But still, I think it is important for them to do it. And I am a tad disappointed they didn't. But nothing more than that. I wouldn't read too much into it because you don't know they haven't they haven't done anything behind yeah, the no, scenes. This is don't. just a very... This is one thing I'll always sort of always say just because something is very public doesn't mean it's the only scenario when it happens um i'm sure there's a lot of things what happening behind the scenes that maybe people aren't familiar with or know about and it's equally worthy of praise but we just don't know about it well we don't know as well like the the the, the one thing that should be brought to attention as well is are Djokovic and Stokowski already on texting terms from years ago? Are Nadal Federer on texting? Do they have his number? You don't even know. Like they, they might not even point, be yeah. on that sort of. They might not even be mates. Like they, that Djokovic and Sergei are probably mates. So that's why he is concerned for him. Like, it, do you go above and beyond and say, "Can you get me Stokowski's?" number and can you get me all that to try and that, that type of thing i think you can't look too much obviously you can reach out on twitter and all these type other different uh platforms but this obviously is a whatsapp like friend to friend texting yeah. type thing so pretty informal yeah for sure so uh, i've got a question for you so moving away from this slightly and this is talking mm. about the russian players now we spoke about the ukrainian players cool. we spoke about novak Djokovic on the topic of russian tennis players and should they be allowed to compete? I've seen a few different publications suggesting that um, Russian players should be allowed to play certain matches, but they should not be allowed to play in Masters or Grand Slams. I've seen different people saying they shouldn't be allowed to play at all. I've seen some people saying 
you don't punish the Russian players. What have they done towards this? A lot of them are against the war as well. Why should they suffer because of some crazy leader who's decided to have a war with everyone? Yeah. So there's a lot of different takes. I want to know what's your take on, I've got, uh, we've got a question here from Drew saying, do you think, say, sort of Daniel Medvedev will have issues with fans moving forward? Do you think Daniel Medvedev will be allowed to play tennis matches? He Has seems he... set to play Indian Wells. Has has he spoken? He's spoken out against it, though. So I don't... This is the the one thing that is really difficult in this situation, like tarring everybody with the same brush. And people don't want to be part of it. So why should they have to be? Like, it's a real difficult situation. There's part of me that thinks in my mind, like if you're going to really like get under the skin of like, obviously the leaders in Russia and all of that, then something really drastic has to change. You've got to cut everything. And then if you cut everything from them, then actions will be taken. But then there's the other side. It's like, this is these players livelihood. They haven't done anything wrong themselves and they're speaking out against it. So why should they be persecuted for it? I don't, there's like a you're sort of in two minds because I don't want to persecute innocent people, but I don't want this to continue. And if it was to take, if that was what it took to finish this whole thing, and they said we're just going to have to ban Russian tennis players and the things all over, then I think everybody would take it like that type of thing. Obviously, that it's not going to be that, but I don't know. It's just I'm on the side of the Russian players. I think I'm. I have to say, I don't well, think... we've got Kathy can... here saying Russian players should play. I agree. Not under flag and country. No, I agree Most I've that. seen are against it. Rublev's doubles partner uh, for a tournament in Ukraine. Is Ukrainian. Oh, is... Oh, sorry. Rublev's doubles partner for a tournament is Ukrainian. That's interesting. I didn't know that. Um, and he, yeah, Kathy saying that they shouldn't play under flag and country. I mean, I agree with a lot of what everyone's saying. I think it is a sensible thing to say. I don't think the players should be punished at all. I think they should be allowed to play. And even more so, they should be allowed to play, especially if they're vocalising the fact that they're against the war. Yeah. Um, I don't, I'm not even encouraging them to do that, though, because no. I think it's a, big, it's a big, yeah, it's a big, big, big stance to take. And I'm not, I'm not, I think it's extremely brave. And don't get me wrong, it's amazing what they're doing. But it's so scary that they're having to put their life on the line kind of thing to be they speaking are. out. And it's it's shocking to say that. And that's why I'll never criticise anyone for not speaking out on something like this because it is kind of very serious. We're talking about people's livelihood, people's lives. And it's... Um, it's scary. The, the Yeah, it's extreme. It's an extreme situation to be in. So you can never really criticise someone for not speaking out too much. And that's why I would never really call for any Russian player to feel to sort of go out their comfort zone and say something. But for them to be persecuted and not allowed to play is nothing short of ridiculous and not fair. Uh, Marvin said, I don't think we should punish the people of Russia for the action of a madman. No. And I agree with that. I definitely agree with that as well. The thing is, with these, they're, they're in probably a better position than most of the other Russian people. The people who are actually in Russia and speaking out, I think they're the most brave people. Uh, the, obviously, you've got Russian... Like, well, these are well, these protesters. Are rich I've never seen another yeah, protest yeah. today in Moscow. Um, yeah. there's, they're, they're, they're gaining traction. There's a lot of people taking to the streets, and that is that takes some crazy um, bravery, brave. I must admit. 
It's you've so got. Brave. I don't know if you've seen this as well. Gene saying here, I read that Medi and Hatchnoff were forced to remove their Russian flags from their Insta, Insta accounts. I didn't know there was forced, but I did see Medvedev has removed his Russian flag from his Insta and I think his bio on Twitter as well. Yeah, I think that. I think that's a good sign because if you're really showing solid like solidarity with all of the other people who don't want to be part of it, I feel that that is not to be like too uh, doom and gloom. But when obviously we had like World War Two and that we had the there was the specific flag for the people who were invading stuff. And I don't think you want to be associated with that flag. And I think that that is the, what the sort of situation we're in at the moment. That flag is representative of uh, a dictator who's willing to try and take over other countries. And if you don't want to be associated with that, I suggest just remove it because it's like you, you're going to be welcome wherever else you go, uh, especially for these tennis players. They're on tour all year round. They've got they've got so much money anyway. They don't need to go back there. That's the thing, those players. And they're in a better position than the people actually in the country you have to speak out. That's the thing with, with this. I think that they get in a, they're in a good position. They can speak out and they can stay away if they really have to. But the people who are in Russia, so brave. Uh, so I don't just know. playing the other side of this argument, Ben, Ivan's making a point saying any comments on the taxes that will be paid to Russia from Russian players winning prize money. How do you mean? What? So the tax. So Medvedev paid... wins Indian Wells. Yeah. He pays. He pays his taxes on his winnings to the Russian uh, government. In theory, which funding the war. Well, who's who's to decide if uh, the taxes are being paid on it though? Yeah, Does I don't know. I, I'm, I'm not qualified to really this, answer that. If this, I'm but this is this is the sort of thing like it's all about like maybe infrastructure, and it's about people actually paying their it's taxes as well. It's a very good question because if you're actually paying taxes to that country, if what happens if you stop paying those taxes? The, the question I've got, the, the, I think I've got maybe come. I can justify this a little bit. So I think that Medvedev, he resides in where is it? Uh, Monte. Where's Monte Carlo? Uh, um, like France, isn't it? I think he resides That's in Monte Carlo with like Djokovic and a lot of them. Sissipas. A lot of the players. That's where their main residence is. And on that basis, I'm not sure how it works legally. But I don't no, think they have to necessarily pay. I don't think they have to pay taxes. No, on a lot it's of their a tax, tax haven, isn't it? That's where a lot of the Formula One, which drivers could be another go. debate altogether. But I'm not qualified to talk about this whatsoever. But that's just a, something I'm throwing out there. As far as I know, a lot of them reside in Monte Carlo, so that could influence their factor on prize money. There must be a reason why they all live in there, and maybe yeah. that reason is they don't have to necessarily pay taxes on their prize prize earnings. Oh, it's the same as in uh, Switzerland as well, isn't it? Like it's the it's the same deal. Like there's a lot of people who live in a lot of places because there aren't any uh, tax bans. Well, obviously, if you go and work in the Middle East, I believe you don't pay tax either. So you could yeah. go in a. And I'm pretty uh, sure it's all in Monte Carlo. A lot of them live there. Yeah, Dimitrov as well. I think yep. there's, a, there's there's a list of players. You can I'm sure you can Google it and find out exactly who it is. There's tons, mate. Um. I think Lewis Hamilton, he's got that. I think that there was some funny stuff with him at one point because he had a property there and he was just putting all of his books through his property in Monte Carlo. I mean, I think that's the way most of them do it. They own a property there and then that's where they 
reside, let's say. And then that's where all of the, that's where they pay their tax, where there is no tax, <laughs> which is great for them, I'm sure. Don't have to pay whatever, 50% of however many millions is going into their account. So, uh, Well, let's talk about BNP Paribas, which is going to be the next event happening very soon. And we've got some news with this on the subject of Ukrainian players. And she's been awarded, Yastrzemska, uh, been awarded a main draw wildcard into BNP Paribas with Camilla Georgie withdrawing. And the, Naomi Osaka now moving into the main draw via direct wow. entry. So it's great for her. She no longer needs a wildcard. She's going to be direct entry into the event. And Yastrzemska, after that final and good performance, has been awarded a main draw wildcard and fully deserved. She's playing good tennis at the moment. Yeah. And I'm wishing her well in the event. What do you make of the Osaka thing? Uh, being allowed uh, just into the main draw there. Obviously, she's... Oh, no, she's, not... she's got straight into the main draw because of her ranking, Ben. What's her ranking at the moment for Osaka? I think she's enough to get in, clearly. That's what she's moved into the main draw via de- direct really? entry. Yeah, yeah. That shocks me. I thought she, she was... Says it there, thought... she, but via direct entry. It's not, it's not a wild card or anything else. I thought she was down in ranking. about 90th in the world. So no. that's a bit shocking that she's... Uh... 80-something. Yeah, there There's you go. probably a lot of people who aren't who are, haven't entered. Okay, fair enough. It's a big draw, so we have to remember yeah, it's that. It's a big it's draw as well. Very, There's a lot of players, draw. so it makes sense. Yeah, well, plus she is a recent Grand Slam winner, so it does make sense to squeeze her in if you can. Uh, I know I'll probably be a bit more dubious of Sophia Kenin getting uh, some wild cards than I would be of... Uh, uh, Naomi Osaka. But yeah, I just want to give a shout out to Tony Falcon, um, a loyal member of GTL. We've seen you in the live chat quite a bit. He's uh, my wife's Ukrainian. We're all suffering a lot. Kids, old people, destroying homes, life's factories, universities. Thoughts to you and your family, mate. Hopefully things can get better. Yeah. Uh, we're sending you strength during these difficult times. Sorry that's the same for that, anyone man. listening who is in a mo- lot more tricky situations than us. Because although we can be yeah. quite sad about what's happening, we're very privileged right now. Um, that we're in a place where we're not under attack and we can't really complain too much. Yeah. But it is, it's still shocking to see what's we, we, we're not selfless, we're not selfish people who just care about ourselves, unfortunately. Um, oh, sometimes being a selfish person, you probably have a lot happier life. But when you're always thinking about other people and what's happening, you can't really avoid it and it is shocking. So my thoughts go to all you guys. It's terrible. Mate, I totally agree. I don't, I, I don't even know. I'm trying to work out. I'm trying to pinpoint what's wrong with me over the past week because I almost feel like I'm on the brink of tears all the time. I don't know why it is. I don't know. I can't put my finger on it, but there's just something in my system at the moment that I can't shake and I don't like it. Um, it's a horrible thing. But Well, I think maybe we should talk about the other news as well. So yeah. um, on the subject, sorry to bring the mood down even further, but on no. the subject of bad news, there's been a lot of different things happening off the stream as well with me and Ben. Yeah. Uh, as you know, we did do a giveaway for Roland Garros tickets. That's not gone to plan. Uh, there's been several complications. It's been going on for sort of the last week. Um, yeah. And we've been trying our best to deal with things, uh, sending back so many emails and messages back and forth to try our best. And ultimately, it's just not worked out how we how we thought it would do. We've kind of been sold some dreams and unfortunately, the worst part about all of this thing is we feel we've let you guys down because we promised Absolutely. something which we've not been able to deliver on. And as much as it's affected us, 
because we're not able to go. It's not about us. We feel a lot worse for you guys because yeah. we've done a giveaway on the basis of us providing something for you and we've not been able to hold our end of the bargain. And there's not more. There's no more we could really do. And we've had a lot of supportive messages from people. My family have been supporting me as well. I know Ben's has. And we've yeah. been trying to support each other. But we've it's kind of led us to argue a few times, me and Ben, about certain things and the way it is. But there's just not much more we could do. And... I just feel terrible for you guys because we've said something and we've not been delivered and ultimately it comes back to us. I know the sponsors have let us down, but we should have vetted the sponsors a lot a lot more thoroughly at the start. Yeah, it's just I, I can't apologise enough to everybody, if, I, if I'm honest. It's just one the last thing that we ever wanted to do to anybody who follows the channel or anybody who has trust in us is to give them hope and just let them down and that's the that's all that's all I feel like I just feel that I don't even care about myself and you and what what we have going on but the last thing I want to do is offer of get somebody's hopes up on this channel and let them down because like I, I I've been having well the same as you I've been having sleepless nights about it mate and it's just it's sort of ruined the the past week uh, and obviously, like you said, we've been going back and forth on it, and it's sort of been with this whole thing, the whole the whole Ukraine thing, this thing, everything. The whole thing has just been like it's been a pretty tough last week, if I'm honest. So, yeah, apologies to everybody. So, uh, it will never happen again. Uh, you can be assured of that, and we're going to do our best to uh, bring everything to you guys in the future i just hope that you still just remain with us and just keep your trust in us that's all because uh we're just gonna only try and do the best for you guys yeah and hopefully after now that we can sort of release this news it's gonna be sort of an onward road now definitely uh, where we can spread a lot more positivity and good energy and vibes we've kind of been a bit reluctant to do podcasts and watch alongs this last week because it's been challenging sort of coming here and talking to you guys knowing what's happened and yeah like we've just we even even now like there's a part the worst part about it is there's still the hope that they could still happen but we've just sort of pulled the plug on it from our end yeah. um so if anything does turn around we'll let you know we're the first people to do it but it's just we don't want to get anyone's hopes up and um, we're just calling yeah. it as, as it is and that it's not happening yeah um, definitely so yeah just big shout out to you guys and sorry that's all we can say just sorry hopefully forgive us because it's not good enough. It's not what we like to do. We, If we promise someone, we'll always deliver on it and we've not been able to today. And, it, well, this time is what it is, man. Yeah, it definitely is. Yeah, I really apologise, guys. Obviously, everything's... Until, until further notice, yeah, just consider everything cancelled for now. So let's move on to uh, some well other news and bits and pieces uh we've got obviously here tiktok tennis they're talking about something slightly off topic saying somebody somebody high up at cnn must be a huge tennis fan because we've got a uh, pong uh well was it uh well we got uh pong pavlichenkova and now stakovsky obviously these are all the massive uh news in the tennis world not exactly local uh, or tennis local coverage. Yeah, well, no surprises there. These have been crazy. It's been a lot of really crazy stories 
hasn't there over yep. the past well i'd say a few months mm. it's just been a little bit worrying obviously the china thing obviously with pong shui now we've had the russia thing and the, obviously the ukraine like it's everything's it's a little bit much if i'm honest like there's too many of these stories keep coming out and then it's putting the and we've just had covid for the last two years as well well that's apparently not a thing anymore that <laughs> no one cares about that apparently now that this other thing's there we haven't even heard a peep out of any of the british press for the past what two weeks they haven't even mentioned it yep. so goes to show what the what they think how serious that is anymore they were just worried that everybody was going to stop being in fear of it and now there's something else to be in fear of, so we can forget about that now. That one's uh, done and dusted. On to the next fear-mongering. They're going to try and shove this war down our throats. Yeah, but I know you keep saying this, and I know you've had your theories about it, but I don't understand. I, keep- I said this to you off-stream as well, but like, they're not making the war up. It's happening. So it's not like it's just a coincidence no, that one's ended and the other's happening. I it's- don't disagree. I-, I don't like all these, I don't like all these properties. It's like, I feel like what you're saying is not real. No, but because I don't it's, think it's, it this is. is a real life, Ben. This happens. It is real life, but then you've got to remember everybody. What, is... what do you want people to do? Not talk about what's happening, right? No, now. they you can talk, talk about, about what's happening, but this is like their ideal situation. If you're a media uh, coverage network or anything like that, this is like the dream for you if you're a media network right now because you had something that was dying out and it was disappearing. You were going to lose all your view or all your credibility. And suddenly something else has just come along just at the last minute when all COVID was dying to save all of your views. Now everybody has to rely on you for all of their news updates again. Everybody's tuned in again. This type of thing, they love it, mate. The, the, all the media outlets, they they love this type of thing. And that's the thing that I hate about all of this is they, they're the ones who benefit. All the people who have been spreading misinformation throughout the past two years are now all the ones benefiting from this war. And that's the thing I hate about it all. And we have to look into all these different news sources. I don't ever watch just one. I have to look at tons of different ones because I can't believe just one because it's normally propaganda and lies and just different things fed throughout these news channels if you just watch the bbc it's pushing an agenda all the time i can't listen to it okay fair enough uh shout out to lexi in the live chat saying hey Hey. about time ben and jg yeah apologies for not being here we did explain (laughs) it earlier um maybe we'll post that as a short clip as well for people wondering what's going on yeah Uh, moving on do we have one more uh yeah just one more so this is just, probably should have done this at the start, but this is just yeah. a nice sort of speech from your strengths. I don't think we're allowed to show it, actually. Um, so maybe we'll move off this quite quickly. But in yeah. essence, you just said, you guys are so strong. You have an amazing spirit. And listen, I think you're the one who's very strong. Yeah, uh, she really you're is. Doing. But certainly everyone, Stikovsky, everyone in Ukraine right now, thoughts are with you. Keep fighting. And hopefully this can end soon. That's all I can say about it. Definitely. Right, okay. Let's well, just try and move on now um, to something to try and lift the mood as much as possible. So, for those who don't know, from Monday to Friday, we did our first ever Beat the Odds. We did promote it a little bit on the Discord, and it's something we're going to be doing weekly from now on out. Um, it's a fun game we've been playing, and yeah, here is Beat the Odds. 
Champions. Oh, God, that was a bit loud, wasn't it? <laughs> well, look, new background as well. And this is Beat the Odds. So the game is very, very simple. Um, do you want to play the button to explain it? I think we should because we made a quick button, but it turns out it is a little bit longer than we expected. Probably a couple of minutes. Just try and maintain your uh, well concentration on this because it is something exciting and it is something you can all get involved with and it will keep you engaged in the tennis world, especially on a week like next week when there's no ATP or WTA events going on. Something exciting for all you tennis fans out there. Something new from Game to Love. It is Beat the Odds. This is a new competition we are running, and it is me and JG, and we're going to be playing against you guys because this is an exciting chance to have a look at different levels of the game, but... You have to put some tiny little stakes on hand to win a little prize pot as well. So there are some rewards, aren't there, JG? Yeah, of course. On the podcast, we cover a lot of the ATP WTA action. This is a chance to look down the ITFs, the challengers, and all of the other tennis which is happening. Me and Ben have played it a few years now. We're going to now be bringing this to you guys, and the rules are very simple. They are indeed, and here they are. As you can see... Number one, uh, to enter, uh, you must submit your entry uh, the weekend of the deadline. And uh, this is including a £5 entry fee. You must select two tennis players daily before the deadline. 10 a.m. GMT on the day of the competition in order to be counted for that particular day. Three, if you miss the deadline, your picks will be voided for that day. Number four, they must be at odds of 1.5 or above using Bet365 and it will run Monday to Friday every week. Ultimately, Game to Love decides on the odds. So if they do change to 10 a.m., we will update them. Exactly. Number five, if the player chosen wins, you get a point with the weekly maximum being 10 points. Number six, in the result of a draw, the winner will be determined by the highest average odds rewarding those who take the biggest risk and number seven the winner will receive the full prize pot and the amount will vary depending on the number of entries so as you can see here this is the spreadsheet me and ben keep and we both pick two players each day with the odds uh, they are subject to change of course so we will be taking the final odds at 10 a.m we use bet365 as an indicator and the best way to find each player is usually looking on flash scores and scrolling down. And as you can see, you're able to identify which ones and which players are 1.5 or greater. Of course, the bigger the, the bigger the odds, the less likely the players to win, but the bigger rewards. And ultimately, as you can see from the top of the spreadsheet, the average odds, the higher you get, if it is a draw, you will win. That's correct. And... I, there's probably people out there thinking, well, what happens if my player retires? Well, if your player retires in the first set, then you can't pick again that day. But if they retire anything after that first set, then that will be a loss on your record. Yeah, exactly that. Hopefully we see as many of you joining as possible. Me and Ben love it. I'm sure you will too.
Yeah, wow. Nice one. And if you want to join that, you can register an interest. Let us know in the live chat. You've also got a form I've pinned in the live chat. You put your email address and let us know if you want to enter. I believe Bob Ann joined us for week one. And we're going to talk about some of the results right now. So I can announce week one beat the odds. I was the winner. Yeah. So it's a great start for me. Very happy with that. And I won with eight correct picks out of Let the ten. Let me zoom in a bit for you so we can see your correct picks. Yeah, think be so I had eight correct. Go... How many did you have? We'll go across quickly. All right, I apologize. So this Let is the spreadsheet we bit. keep. Um, yeah, there we go. You can have that. Can you see them? Yeah, I can see them. Okay, perfect. So we've got, sorry, go up. I have eight. I can't see the yeah. numbers. There so you, you go. had four and Bob Ann in the first week had... I think he did beat me. Yeah, <laughs> terribly. So not great. Yeah. And this is how it works. So the first day, we both picked uh, our picks. I went with Potenza and Moreno de Alba Albion. This guy's a really good clay quarter. I saw his odds and he demolished yep. the guy. I think it was like 6-1, 6-1 or something. Battered so that was him. a really good pick. And he went all the way. I think he got to like the semi-final, then lost to Bonadio in the end. But he's yep. a class player. And you can see I picked him twice throughout this event. Yeah, there is again. He's maybe one people don't know about, but he's a really good clay quarter. Lost narrowly to Francisco Serendolo not too long ago. Yes. And on the clay courts, I think he's got a lot of potential. And not I feel like the bookies don't really know about him too much. My first pick was Potenza. I see him beat Richard not too long ago. And he is, he is good. He's 21 years old, Italian tennis player. I've watched him a few times and I got sort of wrapped up into the hype. But ultimately, he lost to uh, Yeli Sells, who yeah, I think Sells. went all the way and won the whole thing. He beat he was some... great. Well, he lost in the final, I think. But he went. He was yeah. beating everyone at like crazy odds. He had a great event. So Sells is playing really good. So it's an unlucky pick on my side because I think he just met someone who in crazy good form. But Potenza, I'd certainly one to watch. I'll let you speak about Phils and Fabiano. Easy, wasn't it? Yeah, wow, it was far from easy. I tell you, like the fact I only got four and these first, I thought I was uh, living the dream after the first day. I actually got, I was, I've got two out of two correct, but it wasn't without worry because Fees saved three match points in the second set, came through in a tie break, then uh, managed to win in that third set. Uh, I think Fees, the only reason I picked him is because he had a great, performance the week before i've been keeping an eye on him he actually performs very well against i believe it was uh, someone called uh zhang uh and it was actually he was the underdog in that one he was about 2.63 so i would have done well if that we would have been running it then but i backed him again he's a young french player fabiano as we all know thomas fabiano he's playing the challengers this a bit one lucky was as well i mean yeah this lucky as well it's seven too. seven four or five in the final set tie break so very very tight again on that one but i thought fabiano i thought he was the stronger player he just was um, uh but as you can see from some of my other ones i took a bit but of a quickly, punt. before we go on to number two let's look at boban's day one pick so we go got morea and bemelands and it he didn't went... start good he went big so he went with a three and a 2.37 yeah. so two big underdogs on the first day he thought he could sort of blow us out the water with some big picks showing his um how good he is but he lost both of them so it wasn't a good start for him look how he adjusted though he changed it around and went to some lower odds and he started picking up some wins but that's not always the tactic because ultimately he was going into that last day and because i had some better odds he needed a 
he need, a draw was never going to be good enough for him. Well, this so day that's just something where it's interesting because I had day. Let's just quickly do day two. Uh, I went Yashemska Trevisan. Trevisan was the pick of the bunch. Really good, nice win. It was convincing, and I like that one at good odds. Yashemska was a bit of a risky play. I think it's just the one where she had to save some match points. It didn't look like she was going to win at one point. I think she was oh. down a break in the last set as well. Come back, did it for Ukraine, and I was sort of supporting her just because I knew she'd have the crowd behind her, and yeah. I was willing her more than anything. It was kind of that I can't really give any sort of analytical tennis reasoning for why I, I picked her, apart from then. the fact that she was Ukrainian and I wanted her to win. Mm. And her opponent, I wasn't so keen on Bogdan. I think she's okay, but not great. Yours, though, I thought they were all right picks, especially Gennard. I thought that was a nice one, but yeah. it didn't turn out for you. It was unfortunate, to be honest, because he'd been playing really well. Unfortunately, he came up against Mats Morang, didn't he? And Morang was someone that I was I think he wary. won the tournament. Well, that's what I mean. There was someone I was wary because he actually defeated somebody I was backing against him again the week before. And <laughs> it happened again. And you uh, cleverly picked Morang in your day four picks. And then he did pretty well. And obviously, Morang, I believe, like you said, I think he went on and well, won the whole thing. Definitely in day four. Keep going. He won the so. whole thing. He beat Quinton Howells in the, in the yeah, final. That's right. 9 so. 7 in a tie break, was it? Uh, 13 11, oh, in 13, 11. yeah, <laughs> madness. I knew it was something a bit mad. Um, but, like you can Bob Ann in the lot in the third day, yeah. I mean, so you went from right. Mo and Sweeney. The Sweeney one, I've got to yeah, call you I mean, out, was shocking, yeah. So you bet. went against Shoal Kaka, Shoal Kak or something, I yeah. School Kate, School Kate, yeah. And he's, I would have picked him, so I think you made a bit of an error there. That's not, I went pick. for a punt, like sometimes in this, like, you've got to take a punt based upon. For me, I, I always get swayed by a bit of form. And Dane Sweeney had some incredible form coming into the match against Schoolcat. He'd yeah. won, I think it was 10 in a row, something nine. No, no, he'd won two tournaments in a row, and they were both ITFs. Yeah, but it's not very really good opposition. Though. No, exactly. That's the thing. That's the thing for everybody who wants to enter this. Be careful as well, because. It, you can have a good run of form, but you got to look at the opposition they've been playing, and uh, they weren't as good as School Kate, apparently. Yeah, this is the start of the dollar hide train for Bob, and he picked him from day three and day five, and yep. she was on a bit of a tear, playing well. Yep. Nice little 1.5 odds, some nice picks. Of course, Pariza Diaz, we know how well she ended up doing. She's playing yep. right now, I believe, um, and it's no, in her third semi, set. Oh, sorry. Semi-finals. Sorry. Sorry. Semi-finals, she went out, but she got very far into this event, so she did great. Um, ben went with Fernandez. We know she's in the final right now. Yeah. Valero, not a bad pick. Good Spanish player, young. Um, unfortunately, who did he lose to? It was someone really good, wasn't it? It was one of the people that Caruso. we know. Caruso. That was well, he's a solid player. I mean, it was a bit of a punt because I needed the odds, and that was the only reason that I picked him. I thought he's a. Is there a chance he yeah, can cause playing the up catch up at this point? On day four, yeah. Ben needed some odds to get himself back into contention, so that's why he had to play a tactical two point two five. Didn't work out. I played yeah. the one point six ones. Morang and and uh, and jo- and Djokovic. I can't say yeah. and jo- and Djokovic and Djokovic. Yeah. yeah, something like that. And it, it worked. And then the <laughs> final day, this was a bit of a bottle from me. I went really low odds. Mamoun lost. And I was a bit worried, but then Sid Suburbi come through and clenched it for me. But I would have been all right anyway because Majerzak lost for Boban. So I had it wrapped up before Suburbi even won, which was great. 
And then, then on the, the other hand, I don't know how you describe your day five. Shocks. Uh, out of all the <laughs> Sanego and uh, Tara Daniel, they were but they were playing lesser op- opposition. Uh, Sanego actually had uh, I can't even remember. I think his opposition changed. Yeah. And then it went to somebody worse, and he still ended up losing, which was ridiculous. <laughs> I can't even remember who he lost to now. But both of these were very easy, winnable matches. I felt, but I think even though he was saying that he was playing Elias Ema, uh, Molkan, he was supposed to play Molkan, and okay. then it changed. Yeah, it changed for Sonego, and he actually lost to. I'll tell you right now, Bransky. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> someone who's probably shocking. been more on the challenger and straight sets as well it wasn't even a close one so i don't know what happened there i think i just a bit of the ben curse came in yeah but... i don't know i think he was out anyway so it doesn't really matter yeah. but that is week one evan's asking what the prize is if ben scrolls to the right we can tell you so the yeah. prize for this week was 10 pounds so 10 pounds went to the winner i've not even claimed it yet but i will be paying myself 10 pounds yeah, so I'll if you want to enter over. next week you need to send five pounds to enter and then you'll win the poll so if we have uh five players enter we're not te- we're not you you'll make good money from it basically so five people enter you get 20 pounds yeah sounds pretty good to me make sure you do enter as well i think uh I think Bo- Boban's already entered for yeah. tomorrow's one. There are entries. I think you've got up and you've got the next nine hours to enter this yeah. one. It's going to be like a work in progress. We're going to keep doing it because it's something we actually really enjoy and it helps us keep our eye on the Challenger Tour, on yeah. the ITF Tour because it's competitive, it's fun, and you get to find out about new young talent on the tour or they don't even have to be young, like people like Karatsev. Think there's yeah. people who play and they go on crazy runs on the Challenger Tour, and you'll find out about them because you'll be trying to find those odds just to try and beat myself, JG, and even Boban who's in there. Exactly, and that's how we found a lot of these stars on the ATP and WTA Tour right now. Correct. Uh, but we're going to wrap this one up. Thanks for joining us, guys. It's been a bit of an emotional podcast. Sorry that it's been a bit negative. Uh, we tried to lift it a little bit with the BT op, uh, beat the odds things. If you want to join, send us an email, send us a message on Discord. I've pinned a link in the live chat as well for a form to fill out if you're interested in joining. Of course, no pressure. We'll be doing a podcast every Saturday. I know this one's Sunday, but we'll be doing them from Saturday moving forward, giving a summary of the results. So hopefully we'll see you in them. But for now, we love you and leave you and see you on the next podcast. Take care, guys. See you then. Podcast Network. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.